Hi everyone, this is your host Ramakrishna from Usha Investment Group LLC. Welcome back to Multifamily AP360, the show where we discuss 360 degrees views on mindset, passive and active multifamily investing. For those who are looking for tips, strategies, best and challenging experiences. Also, I request you to share it with those who might benefit and leave a rating and review. Today's our guest is Heidi Barrero from JJ Companies. Welcome, Heidi. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Sure. Little bit about Heidi. Heidi earned her BSBA from Suffolk University with a concentration in business finance. She started her professional career in the banking and financial services industries, working with both Bank of America and Cambridge Trust Co. While originally from the Dominican Republic, Heidi spent most of her childhood growing up in Boston. Heidi cares deeply about improving local Boston neighborhoods and does so by acquiring valued multifamily homes on underutilized land, by rehabilitating rundown housing and offering clean, affordable rental units to the public. She is able to accomplish both giving back to our community while also building a cash flowing apartment portfolio. So with that, share me like you're working for Bank of America and Cambridge Trust. Then why you switch it towards real estate, multifamily space? So, right. I went to school for global business and finance. And my original goal was to become a financial analyst. However, after going into the financial services industry and being at the bank, a lot of my clients were in the real estate industry um, and being their point of contact, just seeing how their operation work. I became intrigued and started asking more questions. Um, shortly after that, I met Willie and hit someone from the community who was is till this day actively investing in Boston. So I started going to networking events, meeting other individuals, got to know more about his business. And I realized that this industry has so much room for um, creativity and growth. And there's so many avenues you could take. And I didn't have that opportunity in the banking industry. So I might disagree, but corporate America, everything is so structured. The system has been in place. Um, there is opportunity to grow up the ladder, but not to venture out and try to go different avenues. So that was my the, the main thing that really attracted me to the industry. And at the same time, just being able to be part of a company like this that's able to um, improve the, env- the health environment of, of these properties and improving how our Section 8 tenants uh, world of living, I'd say. Got it. Yeah, thank you. So what, what role you're performing in real estate side in J, JJ companies? My role? Yeah. Um. So I'm their acquisitions manager. So part of my day-to-day routine is to look for opportunities, look for homes that need to be improved, renovated. Um, so since we are real estate investors, I will look for properties that are run down, that need to be fully, uh, whether it's a gut renovation or cosmetics. And we buy those properties at a discounted price, renovate them and rent them to section eight tenant. So part of my job is to bring those leads in. So our development team then gets to work. And after the, after the properties are completed, then it's passed on to our property management team. Uh, got it. So... 
what is our source of deals? Uh, so, uh, sourcing from brokers or sourcing from direct sellers? How exactly you're acquiring the deals? Yeah, um, well, relationship base. Big part of our leads comes from our relationships and network. Um, however, in addition to that, we do a lot of direct marketing where we send postcards out, um, call calling. We, of course, social media as well and going into auctions. So there's a lot of other activities we do on this side besides our network. Um, nevertheless, a lot of our leads, I would say a good 75 to 80% of our leads comes from our network. Awesome. Would you share some best practices around you know, networking or you know, sourcing the deals? Uh, best practices when it comes to networking or in the acquisition? Both, both. Both. For acquisitions, I would say it goes hand in hand with networking because if we're talking about best practices, it'll be just being genuine, being transparent and um, giving back. Um, the more you give back and the more value you bring to those around you, um, you honestly not saying that you should do it with the intention of receiving. But um, once people trust you and they feel comfortable with you and they understand that all you do is bring value to them and help them grow, they will bring you leads and will bring you opportunity or might connect you to other individuals who might bring opportunities to you. As far as acquisitions, um, just staying on top of the market uh, and what's going on as well, the market trends, um, following up on the community, what's happening, um, laws and regulations, and understanding the economic uh, cycle. That has a big impact. Got it, got it. Uh, and your company also doing in-house property management and construction also. Oh, would you share a little bit more about that and how exactly you guys are managing that? Um, JJ Companies, uh, we are, so it's three sub-entities under JJ Companies. We have the acquisition side, which is what I, uh, my role and what I manage. After the leads are in the pipeline and we have, we close on a, on a lead rates get under contract and then we close, it's passed on to our development team who now then does the entire process of getting permits um, and with the subcontractors and they can start working on that. Once the units or the houses or these properties are already finished, then it's passed on down to our JJ management team. And our JJ management team operates all the rental portfolio and they are in charge of our tenants and um, the operation on a finished uh, project. Um, I wish I could give you more details on the development side, but I don't spend a lot of time there. All I know is that they get the hands dirty a lot. <laughs> right, And you're mainly focusing acquisition side. So how do you decide whether uh, this particular property is a good or good fit for your company or not? Um, well, that's a great question. I would say I'm not the person that makes the final decision. However, our team um, looks over a few factors, right? We looked at our after repair value from the purchase of this new opportunity. We looked at the community and um, we also seek for opportunity for growth and appreciation. In addition to that, we also go over the, the rental market. Would this property make sense as a rental in our rental portfolio? Could this be a flip? And yeah, those are the two major ones. I mean, of course, we're looking at the cost of renovation. That's a big part because that helps us determine the purchase price and in how much do we want to be in. 
Um, so it's a series of, of factors that we have to go over. And if our team uh, agrees that this will be a healthy investment, then we'll make the decision on it. My job is to present that opportunity. We'll go over it. We'll go back and forth until we see, um, let's say, 80 to 85 to 90% of those factors are greater than um, the cons of a particular project. Got it. And what is your uh, company's typical business plan? How long it will take for renovations and what level of renovations you guys will do? Yeah, I mean, it, every project is different, but ideally, if we're looking for a renovation, uh, we expect to be in for over six months. If it's a new development, we have to expect 18 months or so. It depends, right? Permitting. We're in the city of Boston. So when it comes to new construction, we have to go through um, several steps um, zoning, permitting, ZBA meetings. Uh, so that takes a little longer. Um, but when it comes to renovations, less than a year, depending on the, um, the amount of work that the, the house needs. Got it. Uh, and would you share any any you know best experiences around you know, acquisition side? Uh, best experiences? Uh, honestly, um, this might sound weird, but I'll... My best experiences are, they have been when I go either driving for dollars and take a Saturday or Sunday, just driving to open houses and meeting new agents. Why that has been my best experiences just yet? Because we get from connecting with these agents face-to-face and just having an informal conversation and getting to know them has has turned out into us getting more leads. Um, aside from, you know, sitting on my computer and doing a lot of analysis and searching from home, but definitely meeting other uh, players in, in, in the game has been by far the best thus far. Got it. So would you also share any challenging experiences? Uh, absolutely. Um, so aside from meeting agents face to face, when not connecting with other individuals, um, the communicate the lack of communication and interaction um, virtually, let's say via email, phone, um, phone calls, that has been challenging. I wouldn't say bad experience, but challenging. Um, I believe that we're all busy. You know, there's a lot going on. A lot of uh, brokers and agents, they have a lot on their, uh, on their plate. Uh, nevertheless, when it comes to us investors trying to close a deal, uh, we all often come across some individuals that don't understand how investors and developers work. Um, so they, sh- they show you down before you even uh, are able to present what you're capable of um, in our portfolio. So that has been challenging. Got it. And what kind of data analysis you would perform on uh, rental properties? What kind of data will look? For rental properties? Well, we look at the current rent. So if the property is currently rented and it has tenants, we'll look at how much are they renting for. Is their rent close at market? It's a below market, at market or above. Um, that The condition of the property. And if we go in, are we getting the property vacant? Are we getting it with the tenants? What are the costs of getting it with the tenants? Are we going to, um, you know, if they are with tenants, there's a then there's another step you have to take into consideration is how soon can you renovate, right? You can't just kick the tenants out. They have a lease, they have a contract in place. So you have to understand where are you within the contract? Where is the, the existing landlord? 
Um, so the rental market, the cost of renovation and the turnover, it's how likely or how soon um, will your units be rented after renovation? Will you already have applicants lined up? Um, are you going to have a hard time renting? Um, it also matters on the on the location. If you're at a location where the rental uh, market, it's not as big, then you might have a very difficult time renting it. Um, so those are, I would say, key components, but um, not the only ones. Got it. And what is your current focus, your company's current focus? Our primary focus is get buying, purchasing distressed properties, renovating it and renting it to Section 8 tenants. So why Section 8 tenants? Uh, we believe that the quality of living for Section 8 tenants um, in some parts um, hasn't been the greatest. So we want to be part of in the process of generating wealth also help the community that both Willie and I spend, um, Willie, um, he grew up in Dorchester. He spent a lot of time here, there. I lived in Dorchester ever since I immigrated to the United States. So big part of, of our goal is just to improve the quality of living in the community. Um, if we decide to join, well, a lot of, of us join this business, right? One of the reasons is to make money um, selfishly, but if you can, if you're able to do that while giving back and also um, help others in the process and help the quality of living, um, I believe that's a that's a great uh, opportunity. Awesome. Yeah, yeah definitely. And any one advice that how impact on you? Advice that I read to keep going. I mean, I hear this. I know a lot of individuals tell you, oh, don't give up. You got to keep trying. You got to keep going. But when you have somebody who believes in what you can do and can see the bigger picture when you're able to see it and then tell you, hey, keep going because I can see how far you're going. And part of you wants to give up, but you're like, I don't want to disappoint this person because they believe I keep going. That would be the best advice I've been given. It's that phrase, just keep going. <laughs> um, why stop right now? Why stop halfway? Why stop before you even start? Um, this industry, it's challenging. Um, I, I would say a lot of us agreed on that. And a lot of us may give up before we even see the results. But I could give you a cliche advice saying, oh, do this or that. But so whoever is listening to the, this podcast, they either are thinking of started starting out. They already have started, but they haven't seen the results or they've been here for a long time and it's been on and off. I would say just keep doing it, keep going, keep trying, keep growing, um, keep learning something new every day. Try to learn something new. Try to learn something new from your colleagues and individuals. Um, because when you least suspect it, um, you'll not when you least suspect it, you'll definitely be at a different level. You'll be evolving and you'll continue to grow. You may not see it, but the people around you will notice it and they will be um, you'll inspire them uh, based on, on in your actions and your outcome. And we might be unaware to that. So um, whatever you're doing, keep doing it because there's other people behind you or coming up right after you that are looking up to you. Awesome. Yep. Keep going is great advice. Any books that impacted your life and what way? Um, one of the books that I um, I would say had a had a great impact was Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. The reason why is because I am an introvert by nature. And this book talks about a lot of negotiation and um, having, in a way, difficult conversations with your opponent. And that's something that I struggle with. Um, 
I know it's not a real estate book, but it's a great uh, business book. So yeah, that's one of one of the books that had a great impact. And The Go-Giver. I, I think everyone should read that book if they're looking to get into business. Awesome. How are you giving back to community? Um, currently, I'm actively, well, not just me, collectively with the team. Uh, we are hosting events and one networking events. We're also hosting classroom like events where we're educating other real estate agents and investors and educating individuals that are looking to start in the business. In addition to that, we are also hosting, um, creating a community for women in real estate, women in business, so they can um, kind of come together and share their ideas and grow and feel comfortably and safe, um, which is key. In addition to that, we are also, we're partnered with nonprofit organizations in Boston where we just volunteer um, when needed. Um, that's, and I also volunteer coaching volleyball um, at a public high school. Awesome. And how can listeners can connect with you, Heidi? Yeah, um, the audience, they can follow us on Instagram at JJ Companies. Uh, we also have a website, jjcompanies.com. Uh, they can find me on Instagram uh, personally at it's Heidi Barreiro. So it's my full name um, all together. Awesome. And our YouTube channel as well, JJ Companies Inc. Okay, sure. Uh, thank you, Heidi. I uh, really enjoyed the conversation. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I hope the information pro provided here and shared um, in your platform is helpful to, it's able to help uh, those who are listening. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Multifamily AP360. Check out the show notes and grab the freebie on our website, ushacapital.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with those who might benefit and leave a rating and review. Follow me on my social media. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next time.